If we look around the world, we see conflict, cost of living pressures, the rise of homelessness and increases in family violence. The suggestion that you can have it all proves to be little more than smoke and mirrors when the unregulated money lenders and payday schemes use budget comedy to sell you debt. Mental health challenges are rising, with the city of Darabin recording a higher than average uh, mental health issues than the greater Melbourne. At a season that is meant to be synonymous with peace, even the thought of Christmas can end up having us feeling stressed. Which begs the question, where do you go for peace? Let me pray. Jesus, as we take some time now, we ask that you would be at work in us and through us. That you would brood over us, whether we're at, uh, in the auditorium, at home, via the recording. Lord, that this would be time well spent with you and that you would be at work in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's good to be with you again today and a special welcome also to those joining us for our, our recordings, whether it be across Australia, for those especially in Sydney and Brisbane, and also our international connections as well from Ohio, in uh, Washington, Nevada, California, Maryland, and in Europe as well, and the UK, Frankfurt, Catalonia, Bromley, and Dublin, the list can go on. Whether it's by intent or maybe you just happened upon us by accident. It's a privilege to share with you today. I want you to consider your first response when you hear these words. So think about your emotions, what goes on for you as you hear these words. Today, it is three weeks, 21 days to Christmas. Does that have you feeling excited? Stressed? Annoyed? Am I reminding you of something that you would prefer to forget? Christmas and the thoughts and memories of Christmas can elicit various reactions, can't it? But rarely do we feel a sense of peace when it comes to Christmas, which is odd, isn't it? Considering Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus, God's Son, the Prince of Peace... And yet there is a paradox that Christmas, and especially our experience of Christmas, can often seem to kill rather than celebrate peace. It is challenging when our expectations around Christmas rise and the realities can often be very different. Our desires around this Christmas season can either help or hinder us in our desire and our experience of peace. Desire gives us direction. It fuels us. Our desires around this Christmas season can be one that can challenge us as well. But when our desires are misplaced, then peace becomes little more than like a mist blown by the smallest puff of wind. So if we long to avoid stress and experience peace this Christmas, perhaps we better learn from the first Christmas and remember the birth of Jesus. 
There are two significant accounts of the birth of Jesus, um, the Prince of Peace, that can help um, guide us in our desire for our experience of peace. We read these accounts in the first chapters of Matthew and Luke. Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25 and Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 38. In Luke chapter 1, 26 to 30, we read these words. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. It's natural for us to want to desire answers for the things, for things in our life to make sense. And when they don't, there can be a tendency for peace as a result of things not making sense, for peace to disappear. Our focus can shift from what is and what we know to be true and, and we can instead shift our, our desire to try and understand and make sense of what we don't fully realise and know. And when our desire for answers gets out of balance, when it becomes almost all-consuming, it starts to conflict with peace and makes it increasingly difficult to be centred. Sleep becomes elusive and questions play on high rotation in our minds. Mary was confused and disturbed. Verse 30 continues, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked, but, 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 but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Confused, disturbed. How can this happen? How do I make sense of this? It's natural to be driven by desire for answers that can displace peace for our lives. But Mary was not alone when it came to peace being challenged. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, Joseph also tries to restore peace by going into damage control. In Matthew chapter 1, 18 and 19, we read these words. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. The loss of peace can almost be like a broken water pipe, can't it? When it bursts, we go into damage control and reach for whatever is close at hand to fix or to minimise the damage. We start throwing things at it in a hope to minimise the loss. For Joseph, 
He freaks out at the news of Mary's pregnancy and goes into damage control. If, words get, if word gets out about Mary's um, being pregnant, all hell will break loose in this conservative town of Nazareth. Certainly the news is not conducive to peace. This is not something that can be easily fixed. So to control the damage, whatever is done needs to be done on the quiet. To try and restore some sense of peace for Joseph. To put this behind him and to try and get on with his life. To try and restore that peace for ourselves. We can look at things from our perspective and we can desire things to be our way. To try and restore peace... To divorce was the right thing to do for Joseph. And I'm sure he justified it in his mind that this was also the best thing for Mary as well. When things get out of control and out of a desire to restore peace, we figure that we need to not just reduce the damage, but to also regain control, to have our way, our will be outworked in this situation. After all, we know what's best. Nothing about the news of Mary's pregnancy is conducive to peace. When we're faced with news or events that disturb our equilibrium and our peace, we can react like Mary and Joseph. We desire answers. And in their absence, we come up with and um, engage with our own conclusions and our reasoning of why this has happened. We can then go into damage control to try and minimise the impact of what's happening. And when things only, and when we see things only from our point of view, we can desire to have things our way. We can rationalise it that our way is right and we want our will to be done. After all, we know what's best to restore peace in our life. But when we desire Jesus, then we can actually find that peace is a byproduct of our desire for Jesus. When we desire peace first, it becomes harder to experience. It's like trying to grasp at smoke or a balloon that's floating off with a string and we, we try and reach for it to try and grab it back. But when we, when we desire Jesus first, then peace flows out from that. It becomes easier to experience Once again, we see this outworked in the lives of Mary and Joseph. While they desired peace, they desired God more than that. For Mary, it was in her desire to trust God that even when the news was shocking to her, even life-threatening for her, trusting that God knew what was best for her brought peace to her life. Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 38. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm, I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby, will be born, uh, the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of the Lord 
will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. Mary believed that even when she didn't have the answers and when, when it would have been so easy to desire certainty in all the information and having it all figured out, she desired God first and foremost. God who is trustworthy, even when things didn't make sense. I am the Lord's servant. For Joseph, he went from being in damaged control to desiring God to be in control. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 through to verses 25, we read these words. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Rather than staying in damaged control, Joseph shifted to desiring God to be in control. Joseph didn't know how this would all work out, he, but he realised that it was better to desire for God to be in control rather than staying in damaged control. Only with God in control would he experience peace. Similarly, for Mary, she could have desired for her will and her belief in that her will should be done by others as well, that it was through her will being outworked that she would experience peace. But Mary desired God's will to be done in her life rather than her own will to be done in her life and in the lives of others as well. In Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 38, we read this. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Then the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be holy and he will be called Son of God. What's more, your uh, relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. God, may your will be outworked in my life. I want what you want. Help me to desire you and your will above all else. Today, we can search for peace and tranquility in all sorts of ways. 
And when things don't make sense, we can desire all the answers to try and figure out what's going on and why, why are we feeling so disturbed. When our equilibrium is disturbed and peace is shattered, we can go into damage control and try and mitigate the, the impact and the forces that seem to be against us and against our sense of peace. Grabbing whatever is close at hand to regain a sense of peace. When peace is lost, we can want our will to be done and believe that when our will is followed and when our will is followed by others as well, when they do what I desire, then I will find peace again. But true peace, peace that we find embodied in Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is so much better than the worldly peace that is fleeting. True peace is found when we desire, is not found when we desire it above everything else, but when we desire Jesus above everything else. When we trust Jesus when we don't have all the answers, when we desire God's control of the situation rather than us going into damage control, when we want God's will to be outworked in our life and in the lives of those around us. Where do you go to for peace when it comes to Christmas? May you desire Jesus to be number one in your life. And in so doing, may you find true, lasting, resilient, but also deeply abiding peace. Let me pray. Jesus, we thank you that in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of things going wrong, that we can actually experience a, a deeper sense of peace when our eyes are fixed on you. Jesus, I'm reminded of the time that you were in the back of the boat asleep and the waves were crashing over the boat and, and the disciples were freaking out. Lord, help us to have the peace that you have in the midst of the storm, not through the absence of the storm. Lord, help us not to seek peace, the peace that the world offers through having more, through doing more, through um, consuming more. Help us to have peace that is found in you as we desire more of you to be outworked in our life. Help us to have you as Lord of our life in this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. So how might we respond today? Well, there's a few questions that I wanted to pose to you today as we think about um, this whole sense of experiencing peace. What are the disturbers of peace in your life? When you think about your day-to-day -day life, um, going through the rhythms of the week, what are the things that grate on you, that disturb peace for you? Can you name them? Can you think about what they might be? How is Jesus calling you to trust him more in these situations? And are there areas where you are resisting God's will in your life, where 
You want your way rather than allowing God to have his way. Invite the Holy Spirit to help you align with your... Uh, help, uh, invite the Holy Spirit to help you align your will with his will. So music's going to be played, and as that music's played, I invite you to respond to the things that God's saying to you today. God bless you.